Hey Junior Nation, now more than ever, exclusive, entertaining, and free content from the world of Dale Earnhardt Jr. is no further away than your fingertips. It's all thanks to Dale Jr.'s Dirty Mo' Radio presented by Exalta. All eight Dirty Mo' Radio podcasts are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and of course, DaleJr.com. So whether you're at home, at work, in the gym, on the run, or just hanging out, Dirty Mo' Radio gives Junior Nation its newest and most versatile way yet to plug directly into the world of Earnhardt anytime, anywhere. This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. Hey, everybody. It's uh, Dale Jr. with the Dale Jr. Download and Dirty Mo' Radio. As usual, with me is Mike and Taylor. What's up? How's it going? Good. Great. We're live from the Exalta Studios. Uh, this is the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. The official sunglasses of Dale Jr. now feature the official camouflage of Dale Jr. That's right. Yes. At, at True Timber. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The signature 88 collection sunglasses now feature True Timber Cambo. Get yours at spyoptic.com. I still love that read, Mike Davis. True Timber, man. It's one of my better, fires better me, ones. Fires me up, does it? <laughs> So how was everybody's weekend? Good, man. Uh, I'm still just can't believe what I saw in Auburn, Alabama. Were you that? Were Saturday. you down there? I was. Were you calling the game? I was. Auburn and LSU crazy finish. I I emptied the tank calling LSU's last second touchdown and all for naught. And then it was overturned. And then it was overturned. Yes, mm. it's cra- It was crazy being there for that. And then. Uh, then I watched uh, Mr. Harvick win yesterday, and I thought about Dale Jr. watching his Redskins on a Sunday afternoon. It was a crazy day. We had some tragedies in sports with yeah, Arnie. Jose with uh, Fernandez with the with the Marlins, and then the King Arnold Palmer passing away. So it was, it was a wild weekend, busy weekend for you in the sports radio world, huh? Yeah. Big time. Well, you think that was crazy. T-ball practice for the four-year-old daughter got a little upside <laughs> down when that uh, the boy that likes to play first base, all he wanted to do was bat. <laughs> and so he did not want to put on his glove. And, man, that's when it got crazy. The dad went out there and said, pleading with his son, hey, man, come on, put on your glove. No, throws the glove. Then we migrated over to soccer practice. No, soccer game. That was rather uneventful. Dale Jr. calls me over there while I'm at soccer game. He was on his way to a, a birthday party. Yeah, Carson's uh, Carson turned 16 a, a week ago, and uh, we had her birthday party this this Sunday. And uh, after the race, and uh, man, it's crazy to ma- crazy to see how fast they're growing up. And I call Mike, and he's over at soccer <laughs> practice. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's fun. right. Yeah, it's good. It's good so stuff. You've got a you've got a big birthday party, I would imagine, coming up here soon. I don't know. We probably won't celebrate. Amy has told me that um, she just wants to get in the airstream, maybe, and go camping. Me and her, and then all your friends come out of the trees. <laughs> right. I, I got to be honest; those are the best kinds of birthday parties. Yeah, so. I'm, I'm slowing down, I guess, in my older age. That forty was a big one, so. We don't need another one like that for a while. <laughs> hey, wait, that's what I got coming up. I got 40 coming up in November. Yeah. Uh, All I got to tell you is be be prepared for anything. Especially especially good, given uh, Mike Davis and the – Yeah, especially given the pranks that he pulls on everybody. <laughs> Please. Please. A lot of people may be coming for their revenge. <laughs> hey, I got mine this past week. I mean, I, I, I pranked myself, basically. I ran out of gas. JRM three six. I was expecting Triple A to show that. up. That was an awesome episode. I got JRM three sixty instead. 
That was an <laughs> awesome episode. Uh, I love seeing uh, all the all the people that participated with that. You could tell they were just excited yeah. to see you out I, of gas. I was proud of them, you know, for, for, for pouncing on the moment, you know. I hated them, but I was proud of them. <laughs> but anyways. Well, um, Dale, we got a lot to uh, get into uh, NASCAR-wise with uh, Hart. What would you think of the, the race yesterday? Truex, again, was fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's, that that's, team is ready to roll. Yeah, when you're when you're looking at uh, you know who's running well, there's there's no real surprises from yesterday. Um, I thought it was uh, interesting how the race played out, but there's always some late race yellows at uh, New Hampshire that sort of sort of change the way the race is playing out for the most part. But yeah, Truex was very strong. Didn't have uh, as much luck there at the end on the restarts. I thought, uh, you know, the Hendrick cars look good, particularly Chase. Uh, we, you know, I'm sure those guys want to get a little more competitive, but uh, as far as just this first round, uh, it seemed like business as usual for me uh, from what I saw. What happened to Chase there at the end? We just got a bad restart or something. He was uh, he was like running six. The restarts six. at that place are ridiculous. Um, one lane, the outside lane can be very good. Uh, the guys on the bottom sort of have to – they get bottled up down there in the bottom of the corner, and trying to get up off the net, you know off a of turn two is kind of tough. You get a lot of guys that get you know, um, I, you know I can you can restart tenth and be running fourth in a lap uh, on mm. that. You know if you're getting a restart on the outside, it's a pretty good deal. It's real hard to try. It's real hard to not lose spots restarting on the inside, particularly around you know fifth on back. It gets real tricky on them restarts there. It, it, it's a harder track deal to get a handle on than maybe some of the others. Yeah, you know, there's these seams at that track that um, that are on the outside of the groove, and it's particularly in turn one, I guess, the, is the one that I hit the most. You know, if the right front gets on that seam, it's sort of – you ever rode – you remember those um, – when you're a little kid and you go to amusement park and you rode those cars that were on a rail? like a, oh, yeah. And, and you, you yeah. basically – it was going wherever – the rail was going right. right? You're right. not really. I think it. I actually rode them the other day at the Bears County Fair. To be honest, okay, with, with Lily. Well, that's what that seam feels like when Why? you get on that I, seam. Y'all act like that's hard. Y'all, y'all got a rail guiding you around the whole place. Yeah, but it's slower than the. <laughs> it's, it's slower than any other way to go around the corner, but once you hit that seam, the tire can't get yeah. off of it. Hey, I got you. I got gotcha. you. It just you just keep, you know, you just keep taking off across the racetrack, and um, it's it's tough. You got to run as hard as you can without touching that seam and uh the right rear can get into it first or the right front but once it does you um you lose a ton of ground particularly if you got guys around you're going to lose some spots and um it can be pretty frustrating dale let me ask you this how much are you thinking about keeping the the right the appropriate speed when you're in the restart zone because clearly that was in kenseth's mind and he admitted as much afterwards yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty uh, – I'm more – I'm not really worried about my speed as much or thinking about, man, I want to go this fast or I want to go this slow or so forth. It's more about when I go, mm-hmm. um, trying to go when, when the guy's not expecting me to go or not ready. And that all pertains to where he is, uh, where I am as far as us being side by side. So you want to get an advantage on that, you know, on the jump and – you just kind of play a little cat and mouse there with each other. Yeah, you look at the uh, bubble now. Chase Elliott, 
Carl Edwards, Kurt Busch, Kyle Larson all inside the top 12. Jamie Mack is five points out. Dylan is two. Smoke is 11 points back, and Chris Buescher is 30 points back going into this last one in uh, Dover. Junior, you had to be thrilled with uh, Sadler's win Saturday in Kentucky. Yeah, I was I was thrilled. It was a shock. It was not shocking might be the wrong choice of words, but we you know, we had we played the strategy really good. Uh Kevin Mander and those guys put Elliot in a great position late in the race to get the win. It's been so tough between us and the Gibbs guys all year long and the Gibbs cars are fast every week, most of the time faster than anybody else. So it's uh it's so exciting when we get when we can get a win. So I was thrilled. You know, it's uh, it's great to see Elliot sort of reinventing himself a little bit here and having some fun. Um, yeah. When we got together to to work together and race together, I was hoping that this would be the outcome that he would get to victory lane and and we would be able to give him what he's not you know been able to find at these other places. He's that he's drove for before and seems like it's working out. Kevin Meandrin's doing an amazing job and he was he was my lead engineer for many years. I got tons of respect for him and think that he's going to be a lead, you know, one of the leaders in the garage as a crew chief on the cup side in years to come. So um, he's got an awesome career to, 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 to watch and look forward to. So it's working out. You know, we hopefully uh, can get through the next couple races and get, get our guys into the next round and, and keep on trucking. Eight-point lead. Right now for uh, Mr. Sadler. Now, tell me how you consume that race, Dale. Do you Are you just watching it like we're watching it, or are you in communication w- from afar w- with uh, with the team as well? How does that work? Yeah, I I just watch as a nervous fan or owner. Um, you know, I'm just watching the same broadcast everyone else is. I don't have any direct line of communication to a team at the track. But um, it's, you know, it's pretty nerve-wracking, particularly uh, the, the new chase is definitely – a new perspective from an, from being an owner uh watching your cars trying to compete in in a chase format is 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 new they i didn't realize it but they um during the broadcast i'm not really i'm not really watching too many broadcasts uh up until i've been out of the car so i'm seeing a whole new i'm seeing the broadcast in a new perspective and so i see the points as they run and i'm like man i don't want to know that you know <laughs> get that off the screen i don't want to know what the points are because it's so nerve-wracking. Yeah. What uh, you don't know, that's been an age-old debate on oh, social has? media for yeah for for years. The points as they run, and you got the team, I like it, and the team, I don't like yeah. it. And they sit there and they argue, and then you found yourself in the middle of I it did. a little bit over the weekend. I had no, his, no idea that it was such a uh, oh, hot yeah. topic. Between media, really. like There's media members yeah. that just... I'm starting to learn as I watch these broadcasts that... I need to be a lot more diplomatic and <laughs> understand that there are people that likes points as they run, and there's people that like certain things about the broadcast. Some people want to see the miles per hour in qualifying, and I like to see the time. That's right. You we, know, and we've had that discussion right. before. Yep. So I'm starting to understand that you know, I, it's not I can't have it exactly like I want it. You're starting to understand that nobody understands really what they want. To yeah, be honest with I you, suppose. it's fifty percent. One way, 50% of the other. This is NASCAR to a T right I there. Bet, mm-hmm. I guess if it wasn't there, if points as they run wasn't there, I'd probably say, wonder what the points yeah, are. Yeah, you would. <laughs> of course you would. Well, yeah. I do, yeah. I mean, just listening to you through the years, you had, you would ask TJ, yeah, that's you true. know, where, where we, we need to be. Yeah, yeah right. how we doing. Right. Um, yeah, it's funny. 
that's funny because yeah, you, you know, the crew chiefs have, have sort of had their engineers giving points as they run all you know forever, yeah. forever. It's just now it's on TV, and now we don't know what to do with all that information. Yeah, I know. It's tons of information. I was so nervous. I'm like, I don't want to know all this. I just want to get to the end and see what happens. Right. But it was pretty It was pretty exciting. I think, uh, you know, Elliot and those guys seem to be peaking right at the right time. I hope that, uh, you know, Justin and his group can, can uh, understand the information and what they can learn from what Elliot and those guys are doing to help themselves improve a little bit. And I know Justin – He's got some. He's got three top two, uh, three second place finishes. So he's real eager to get that win this year. And you know, no no better time than in the chase, obviously. Yeah, but you let's talk about Justin for a second because see, that was the kind of race he got caught up in a wreck, and that's the kind of race that eliminates you from yeah. a chase contention. Uh, you know, in the first race, automatically, and it sucked. And yet they came back and finished ninth. I believe was it ninth or tenth? They were running twenty first, twenty second, uh, with, with not that long to go. And he came back, took tires at the end, came back, and so they salvaged it. He's sitting yeah. there sixth in the point standings now. Absolutely, they um, they've had real good speed this year, and we're going to Dover, which is a track that I thought we ran extremely well at the first race this year. Um, Alex was uh, yeah, you know, in mm-hmm. position to, to win and. Uh, all our cars were in the top five, I thought, for the most part of the race. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how we can do this weekend. I'm actually going to go to Dover and watch the race and uh, be on the pit box uh, moving around and aggravating everybody. <laughs> well, that'll be fun this weekend. Look forward to hearing your thoughts on that. Uh, I do want to uh, ask you, Junior, about uh, what we were saying earlier about these laser inspection station clearing those things yep. after the uh the race uh mike and i talked a lot about this last week and what was going to happen to jimmy and what was going to happen to truex and they decided uh last week they were going to get rid of uh the the lower tier punishment system if you will what do you make of all this because i know nascar fans have been going nuts about it well i like the way that um steve o'donnell and and nascar are handling the situation uh, they're being stern and and drawing clear lines uh, for the teams to understand, and and that's all I think that I would want as a driver or crew chief is just for to understand the box you got to work in, um, and you know not not see that you know those not see that boundary become blurred or 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 confusing or different for one team or the other. So I like what NASCAR's done as far as the reaction to uh, the events of the last couple weeks, and. You know, tell us how it is, make it so, you know, drop the penalties when they're deserving and, and uh, I mean, you know, give the teams the penalties when they're deserving. So, yeah, the way it, that they didn't foresee the uh, circumstances uh, that they ended up with in Chicago. So, it was a challenging situation and position for the NASCAR to be in. But I, I like Steve. I think he does a great job, you know, you know steering the sport and especially handling these these type of difficult situations. You know, Mike Hilton and those guys are, they've been in that position for a long, long time. So he has that type of leadership to lean on. And you know that this is a, you know, the, the decisions that Steve w- are, is announcing are a collaboration of of the competition committee and and uh, NASCAR. And, and it's not just one guy up there going, this is how it's going to be. You know, the sport all works together to come to these type of conclusions. And, and I like what what's going on. 
Finally, about racing, uh, I do want to talk about some things going on off, off the track, uh, Mike, and, and we'll get to Reaction Theater here in uh, just a second. But uh, your thoughts on the 88 team. I know that you're so close, obviously, to all those guys. Those are your boys. And uh, Alex Bowman's shown some real signs in the last month or so. Yeah, I know uh, the guys are excited to get to work with Alex. He's a young guy, and they see him as a person that they can help. It gives them a bit of a challenge to try to give him these opportunities that he might find himself uh, with a full-time job next year. You know, that's something that, you know, it's unfortunate that I'm not in the car. I want to be in the car, but the guys need something to to motivate them and, and something to make the job enjoyable and fun, and they get to work with a, uh, Jeff Gordon, which is pretty awesome. He's an awesome uh, substitute to have. Probably can't think of a better one. And then you get opportunity to work with a young guy uh, like Alex, who I think's proven that he has his ability and speed, and uh, he gets to get in some good equipment that he can um, build some confidence in. He's going to run a few races here, so he'll get many more, you know, a few more opportunities. It's not just a one-shot deal, so the pressure's kind of off him in a sense to not make it happen all at once. He can put together a handful of races here that that um, might be impressive enough for for the right opportunity to come along or the opportunity he's looking for. So I'm pretty happy for him and and I'm glad that he's getting the chance. I thought it, you know when we first talked about him driving the car at New Hampshire, the first New Hampshire race, I thought it was just going to be a one race deal, but it's turned into something more and that's due to his you know the speed he's shown in the car but also i think the rapport that he's built with the team he's already got a great relationship with the guys and spends a lot of time with them on the weekend and does everything you want as a driver he's very uh interactive with with the with the group and they seem to really like working with him all right so uh you you went to some birthday parties i know you're watching a lot of red zone channel on uh sunday for your fantasy team httr just for you for the redskins beating the giants Unfortunately, TJ's Bills won this weekend, so we're going to have to hear a lot of crap about that. Yeah, that was a probably that was a big upset. I had Carson Palmer in one of my leagues, along with Fitzgerald on the same team, and man, I mean, I should have thought they were going up against a a, a defense that's that's been pretty good, uh, but I I didn't think that they would shut Carson Palmer down like they did. It was he he just kept on throwing picks there at the end of that game, but. The Bills' defense racked up a ton of points for a lot of fan, for fantasy fans, and yeah. as, as did the Vikings and the How about Chiefs' that? defense. Yeah, the Vikings, man. They now that they got Bradford, they're sort of, you know, he's a he's a field general. He's going to manage the the game and control the ball and not turn the ball over. It seems like he just does what they need on offense, and the defense gets them some points as well. The defense gets a lot of stops. It's a very good defense in in uh, Minnesota. Yeah, first name Davis down in the dumps today on his Panthers. Yeah. Are you? Are you down? Yeah, between them and the Gamecocks. Oof. Oh, yeah. Weekend. Amy's uh, Kentucky, won. yeah, they won. Yeah, it was awful. That's right. Kentucky beat Dale Jr.'s Gamecocks, too. Yeah. You know, it's hard. I'm sort of – I believe I'm more of a North Carolina Tar Heel fan today. I still pull for the Gamecocks, but, man, it's just not been the same without Spurrier. Uh, he had, he brought an identity to the team and an aura and a personality to the team. He gave the he gave the 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 team a personality, and it's not it's missing something. But yeah, that's, that's it's tough to see them struggle. They're struggling pretty bad. They don't have uh, they don't any have any, offense. Ma- any weapons. Yeah. yeah, yeah, offense. They're struggling. North Carolina had a amazing comeback against Pitt. Yep, 
this weekend. So it was a fun football weekend. Yeah. And we mentioned uh, Arnold Palmer. Did you ever run into him? I never met him, but my you know my friend Brandon Suggs actually got an autographed glove from him a long, long time ago. Brandon says he still has it. We were talking about that yesterday. Um, Suggs Sports Marketing, those are the guys uh, that, that give garage tours and so forth around the <laughs> racetrack. But Brandon's one of my good good friends. Uh, he's a big-time golfer and had met him, but we were um, – I'd never had the chance to meet him. Pretty, uh, pretty amazing uh, character and icon in uh, the golfing world and in sports in general. Seemed like a gentleman. He was, yep. and you know, he. I often say we often say this about you, Dale. How you're so considerate of everyone in the room, and you want to make sure you you make everyone happy that works with you or that you interact with. And he was the blueprint when it came to that. Yep. Um, you just got compared to honor. Well, he does. He's that's that's the biggest compliment I could get. That was hard for Mike to hear. Yeah, you're the honor Palmer Junior Motorsports. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) So Mike Davis, I want to talk. I'm excited about talking about this. Mike Davis got a new phone, iPhone Seven. Yeah, how's it going? See, I'm surprised you didn't get it because you don't have a headphone jack. You're the same guy. You're the guy that I remember when the first iPhone came out. You had somebody fly to New Hampshire and deliver it into the garage. I know, but the the new one doesn't have an iPhone jack. That's like a downgrade. Well, that's that's interesting because the fact that you have not been the first one to get the new iPhone is this is the first time it's ever happened. This is about you. You have the new phone. Well, this this is what the conversation was on Friday. I thought for sure. I got a new iPhone. Dale, who is the iPhone like he's the Arnold Palmer of iPhone users <laughs> oh my god he's he, he's like man I can't believe you got that it doesn't have an, uh, a headset jack and I'm like I can't believe you didn't get one because you get them anyways I like, like my earplugs I got you well so far do you want to know how it was this weekend yes my new iPhone 7 I have uh no complaints except one I end up getting that daggum voice control uh screen or Siri you can take it for your option which one where you could used to just, you know, press your thumb on the uh, home button and, you know, you'd get your uh, your desktop, more or less, whatever you want to call it. Now it takes me to voice control, which doesn't work. I'm like, you know, call Dale Jr. And it'll say, calling Arnold Palmer or something <laughs> like that. It'll say, you know, it, it won't even be the name that you say. Yeah. So the voice control thing, and I don't think there's a setting to turn it off. I'm sure there is. No, I look. There's not. I don't. Man, if you had the iPhone Seven, you would usually be the one to help me out with that. But you don't. I can't rely. Well, on I anymore. I just think that you need to speak more clearly and slowly. Because mm. I don't want the voice control. Period. I don't want it. I don't need a voice. I, I, who talks into their phone? I do. <laughs> I do. Rick who talks. You into know their who phone? does? Rick Hendrick. He'll do call blah 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 into his iPhone. Yes. Or into his personal assistant. Into Christian. his phone. <laughs> Siri. I've seen him do it. He tells Siri. He's like, call blah, 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 cell phone. Well, I don't even have it down here with me, but I, I could show you. You would be annoyed by that. I have Because this. it's pressure sensitive. Oh, oh. does yours do the same thing? I'm no, probably, you can turn it off. Pretty sure mine does the same thing. I'm going to show you something. Sorry, I didn't get that. <laughs> That's <laughs> what it says a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's honestly it. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. You know exactly what I'm huh. talking about. That was on cue right there. Yeah. Yep. I, I told Mike that I was going to wait till the I the 8... Or the 7S came out when the headphone jack is back. Because <laughs> he, thinks, he thinks he thinks they're going to pull a NASCAR, basically. Yeah. This they're going to announce something, this is like, and then they're going to come back a week later and say, you yeah. know what, uh, on second thought, we were wrong, you were right, the headphone jack's going to be back. This is like new Coke. <laughs> uh, you mentioned music. Fans go crazy, always tweeting at you, asking uh, what you're listening to right now. Got any uh, recommendations? Yeah, I um, – 
I don't know how I miss these guys, but I've recently, probably I guess in the last two years, become a big listener of the Danger Summer, and they aren't—they uh, don't—they're not together anymore. But uh, pretty good stuff. I like just about every song. My friend and Canadian Matthew Good is in studio currently putting together a new album, which I'm excited about because I like everything he got, he has, I like everything he's ever done. I don't know. That's about it. That's probably my go-to radio station on my Pandora app, which is probably the app that I use the most in my phone, The Dangerous Summer. I know. From, I, I, uh, out of Maryland. Well, I stumbled onto them guys listening to a combo station I made with Lord Huron and 21 Pilots, and it played some okay. Dangerous Summer. And I'm like, dang, that's pretty good. So I don't know how they slipped by. Obviously, uh, still listening to a lot of Angels and Airwaves. They just released a new album with a few tracks called Chasing Shadows, which has a couple of good songs on it. The Dreamwalker album, Angels and, Airway, Angels and Airwaves, that came out maybe two, three years ago. Still solid. That's about it. All right, so you do Pandora almost exclusively. You're not you're not doing searching on Apple Music? I don't. I got to stick to my guns here the the pandora pandora is something i've used for a really long time and i became a fan of pandora i bought some stock in the company i you know i look at it as the other i'm those other guys are rivals you know so i (laughs) won't use apple or any other service because you got stock in the company. I got stock in the company. (laughs) (laughs) you're you're in with those guys i got it all right so i want pandora to be the best i think it is I, it, Pando, you know, so Spotify, Pandora, they all kind of do something a little different. Mm-hmm. Their services are all a little bit unique to where they, they kind of, they work for one guy and don't work for the other. You know, if you, you know, Spotify is great if you want to go through the hassle of finding songs, creating pay- playlists. Basically, what you are doing is organizing your own personal library. That's great. I particularly don't like to know what's coming next. That's what I like about Pandora. Pandora's going to play something I've never heard before that I might like. I've learned of and discovered and found and purchased so much more music in the last several years listening to Pandora than any other way. Hey, Taylor, in case you were wondering who White Flag will be sponsored by today. <laughs> Pandora, Pandora sponsoring. Yeah. I'm just White saying. Flag. I actually I, I agree I'm with what very, you're saying. Very it's passionate. like a radio station. Yeah. yeah. But I'm very passionate about this because, and I don't, I don't pretend to understand the entire argument between the artists and streaming radio and royalties. So Pandora has been going to court against the artists to change the royalty rate because the royalty rate is almost is so high that their business model is struggling because of it. Mm. They have to pay so many royalties pretty much every time a song is played. So I've been p- not. I've been paying a little bit of attention to that just to understand really what the future looks like for Pandora and streaming radio. But anyways, I uh, I would say that, you know, to to Pandora's defense, that Pandora is driving me to buy music. When I listen to a song or hear a new band, like I've bought every album from that The Danger Summer has, for example, this is a great example. I've bought every album that Danger Summer has because I heard them on Pandora. Would have never bought it. Would have never heard it. So, it's. Uh, I think it's a good tool uh, for the for the industry. And I'm. I, yeah. 
All right, I've said enough about Panda. Really believe in what you said about the element of surprise instead yeah. of being in total control. It's kind of like you can have every movie known to man either on your iPhone or have them on DVD in your house, but like if Shawshank Redemption comes on TV on AMC, you're like, oh, man, I got to watch this because I love Shawshank Redemption, yeah. even though you've got three copies of it, at least in my case, in, in my house. It's exactly. the element of surprise. That's There's, exactly right. Yeah, yeah, Pandora does that. And, you know, like I say, I've heard so much music that I'd have never found, never knew how to find it, never, you know, they're on traditional radio and so forth. They play the same eight songs every hour. You know, you're not going to hear these so new true. bands, and I would have never heard of Lord Huron. We went and seen them in concert just recently. As, as I think they're playing, they were playing their last stop this season or this year, so we went and caught it. And I'd have never, I bought all their stuff. They got two albums. And, uh, I'd have never heard them ever. I don't know. I don't know where that's playing besides Pandora. <laughs> Who'd you go? I think Mike her? Davis just downloaded uh, Taylor Swift. He just discovered her. Did he? Did he? Not true. Is that true? Not true. <laughs> I Taylor bet you Swift. did, because your little girls like it. No, they don't. We 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 don't. What uh, do they listen to? They, you don't uh, let them listen to Taylor. Are there what kind of music restrictions does the Davis household have for the girls? Yeah, they don't. Uh, they, well, I guess they we do. We just haven't encountered any. But my my seven year old likes that kids bop stuff that TJ's daughter likes. <laughs> we we end up into the kids bop. Is Taylor Swift yeah. on that? I don't know. It's a I bunch of different music artists. It's I've, just uh, the cleaner versions, I think. Gotcha. Um, yeah. All those guys don't have dirty versions. I don't know. Like uh, like all I, about I that bass. I think is talking about ass. Shaken, but like the clean version, like it like really maybe like treble and bass. <laughs> Here's something else. See, there you go. Uh, I love you, man. So, so I'm telling you, it's, it can clean it up a little bit by just a play of words. Uh-huh. Good stuff on music uh, this week. Uh, the Dale Jr. Download is presented by Spy, but maybe in part is brought to you by Pandora <laughs> this week. Let's go to Reaction Theater, first name Davis. Elliot Sadler is a badass. What a restart. Junior's Motorsports has taken it all the way. One word, Elliot, yeah. Woo, way to go, Elliot Sadler. What a race. So proud of JR Motorsports. Great job. Hey, don't forget, Junior Nation, vote daily. Gail Junior, most popular driver. Elliot, yeah! Way to go, Elliot. Awesome win in the Xfinity Series there. If Greg Ives or uh, the crew chief on the Justin Allgaier's car, if they want to take notes on how pit calls should go, they need to be listening to that Kevin Meandering guy. That is how it's done. You take a fifth to place car, you put him out front, and guess what? He's going to go out there and win the race with a handful of laps to go. Way to go, Elliot. Uh, good job, Alex, in the uh, 88 car. Um, let's go on to Dover with Jeff, and uh, let's go see if old uh, four-time can uh, get us the old W. Jeff, yeah. As campaign manager for Taylor Zarga for president, I approve this message. Elliot Sadler wins. Elliot Sadler wins. And in bigger news, Spring Cup Series, Toyota P9. How about that, cheating Joe Gibbs racing? <laughs> Can't let old Happy Harvick over there beat you, huh? Well, good news, good news. Mike Davis still sucks. Kayla Zarza for president. And Davis, 
first name, I was probably a little too rough on you last week. You sound like a pretty cool guy. But, uh, hey, you know, got to pick where I can on some people. But, yes, campaign manager, Taylor Zarza for president. Out. First-time caller sitting here in the parking lot in New Hampshire waiting on the traffic to clear out. And all the talk about Dream Sports Weekends over the last few weeks inspired me to call. Had one of my own this weekend. Probably the only time in my life Mississippi State football and NASCAR will be within two hours of each other on the same weekend. Yesterday, I got to sit in Gillette Stadium, watch my Bulldogs pull out a really ugly win against UMass. Today, I got to sit in the stands in New Hampshire and watch it get even uglier as Greg Ives took his car with top five speed and screwed it up. Good job wheeling it by Bowman. Hate that Mr. I manipulate chase rate outcomes without getting penalized one, but I guess at least it was a Chevy, not a Toyota. Good job, Byron and Sadler with the big wins this weekend. First name rocks. Taylor's Archer rocks. The Alabama Crimson Tide suck for scheduling a home game the same weekend as Talladega and making my hotel in Birmingham that much harder to get and more expensive. Mike Davis sucks. Go Team Datto. Hell yeah. Well, all in all, it was a pretty good race weekend. Soon-to-be junior motorsports driver William Byron won the truck race. My main man, Elliot Sadler, won the Xfinity race. Woo! And Alex Bowman did a pretty damn good job for Team 88 in New Hampshire. It was a pretty good weekend. But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that I've noticed the last few weeks listening to Submarine Mike do his long choreographed songs taking shots at me. And I'm here to tell you, I'm better than that. I try to pull Junior Nation together, not tear him apart. I could go on and on about how his voice sounds like he's a 12-year-old girl, but I'm better than that. I could go on about the fact that not only does he troll me on Dirty Mo' Radio, he looks like a god troll. But I wouldn't say something like that. I could make fun of him because in the one periscope that I watched, he was cooking, and he finished his pork chops 35 minutes before his gravy, and he burned his damn gravy. Or I can make fun of him because he takes hours upon hours to complete his reaction theater calls, and I don't even know how I'm going to end this goddamn sentence. But I'm going to show restraint. Because now is the time for a leader to unify Junior Nation. Not a bullshit jokester who's claimed to fame as he's had a beer with Kevin Harvick and Mike Davis in first name like his idiotic songs. Because I'm a representative of the kind of people in Junior Nation and not a person trying to claim presidency, I am asking all Junior Nation, be extra kind to people, even that whole submarine Mike. I'm going to take the first step. Submarine Mike, I hope you have a nice day. Wish I had a bus. Old yellow bus, Texas flag, follow that dude all over town and see. Taylor's ours is gonna notice me. Wish I had t-shirts, would show them off on my Periscope streams. Looking so cool, maybe sooner or later we'd meet. Taylor's ours is gonna side with me. Everybody said, fool, fool, nothing you can do. Never gonna see him with the likes of you. I say, watch and see. Taylor's ours is gonna notice me. Hashtag, come to the light, Taylor. Hashtag.
hashtag Mike Davis rocks. Hashtag Dale yeah. Hashtag anybody but Datto. Hang up! Thanks to each and every one of you that called Reaction Theater. The number is 855-740-1902. First name Davis plays the best of them each and every week here on the Dale Jr. Download, which is presented by Spy, the official sunglass of Dale Earnhardt Jr., now features the official camouflage of Dale Jr. The signature 88 collection sunglasses now feature true timber camo. Go get yours at spyoptic.com. It's time now for our nationwide segment. They're proud to sponsor the NASCAR Foundation's Betty Jane France Humanitarian Award. Given to one NASCAR fan who's making an impact in their community with children's charities, visit nascar.com slash award to watch the stories of four amazing finalists and vote today and every day for your favorite. The winner will get $100,000 for their charity. Today, September the 26th, is the last day for you to vote, so head to nascar.com slash award to cast your vote. My name is Parker White. I founded Backpack Beginnings in 2010. Our mission is to deliver child-centric services to feed, clothe, and comfort children in need. Unfortunately, Gilbert County was just ranked number one in the nation for food insecurity, and that is a number one status that you don't want. Approximately 67% of the children in our school system are low income. That is 49,000 children that potentially have a basic need that needs to be met. When I started all of this, I wasn't looking to start a nonprofit. I was just looking for a way to give back to the community. And it started in my dining room. The plan was to feed 50 children in one school, and we'll be in 45 schools this fall. We've grown from 50 children to over 6,000 annually. We have four main programs at Backpack Beginnings. There's a food bag program, which goes to the Head Starts and the elementary schools. We also have a comfort backpack program, which is for abused, neglected, homeless, and refugee children. And we send out about 1,400 of those a year. And then our final program is our clothing pantry, which sends out 1,200 clothing items a month. Each year we're increasing and providing a much needed resource for the community. Parker has made an enormous difference in Guilford County. Many of our students come to school with inadequate nutrition. Kids need to be well-fed in order to focus on math and reading. This program is a, is a real godsend for our schools. We have a lot of hungry children in Greensboro. This organization has really helped my family by not having to scrap and, say, put a bill on hold in order to get the necessary uh, foods that we need. People seem to think that you're not a good parent because you need help or you've done something. Surviving doesn't have to be such a chore and I can move on to trying to get us to living a little bit and not just surviving. You're helping to feed 1,500 children on a weekly basis of which you don't even meet them. I don't even know if it's measurable, the impact that she's had. I have been extremely blessed in my life and I feel like I've been called to give back. The end game here is that no child in our area is struggling for food, for clothing, for school supplies, that those tangible needs are met. 
You said it, Mike Davis. White flag brought to you by Pandora. White flag right there. White flag. Pandora. I guess I can reserve my complaints of Pandora uh, then, or should I? Because I've got an actual stockholder here. I should probably tell him, right? But uh, I won't do that right now. I'll read white flag. Dell is heading to Memphis Tuesday night for the AutoZone National Sales Meeting on behalf of Valvoline. He and Ray Evernham will be giving away a car race team built called the El Laguna. Yeah. A hybrid between an El Camino and a Chevy Laguna. What is that going to look like? I've heard it what. looks like a Laguna. But kind of like an El Camino. Yeah, it does have a bed. <laughs> Chevrolet is still running the What's in Dell's Garage sweepstakes uh, at www.winyourchevy.com. Enter to win a Chevy Silverado and a trip to Las Vegas for NASCAR Champions Week this December. The races this weekend are in Dover. You can tell Tyler Overstreet wrote this thing. It is as bad as boring as it gets. Like, no, there's no <laughs> jokes. There's no, like, uh, there's nothing. And he's funny. Threw him under the bus. The ra- yeah, I did. That's right. The races this weekend are in Dover. The second race of the Xfinity Chase is Saturday at 3 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. Elliot Sadler is locked in with his big win. See, I added big. I added an adjective because he just says, I'll read it like uh, Tyler. Elliot Sadler is locked in <laughs> with his win at Kentucky. <laughs> so now it's Justin Algar's turn to try to lock his way into the next round. <laughs> Alex Bowman will be back in the 88 oh, Xfinity car. All three of those guys ran very Can't well. Can't even at defend Dover himself. In May. So the teams are I really. I did tell Tyler to come down here. And he this. didn't. Yeah, Taylor, continue to defend him. Dale said, come down he, here and look. He, I said, come here. down here. He said, I don't want to be on the show. I said, you might learn something. I'm I'm with I mean he does I think he's funny. He is funny. Not just, maybe with this maybe not with yeah. this white flag, but he must have not been in a mood this yeah. morning. He, I mean he even wrote this line. The teams are really excited to go in back down there. <laughs> <laughs> Sunday is the last race of the first round of Sprint Cup Chase at two PM on that NBC Sports Network. Jeff Gordon is back in the eighty eight car. Twelfth through fourteenth are currently separated by five points. So watching the battle between Kyle Larson, Jamie McMurray, and Austin Dillon will be interesting. <laughs> Tyler, Man, just throwing shade, throwing shade. There it is. All right, so Gordon's back in uh, in the car in uh, Dover, and Dale, I know you want to thank Exalta uh, for all their support this year. ExaltaRacing.com. Everybody can go out there, check out the photos and. They always have news up on the 88, and uh, Mike said Gordon's in the car. Alex Bowman's been doing a great job, and they'll continue to do that for the rest of the year. You can go to ExaltaRacing.com for all the latest news. And there you have it, my man. Um, well, this weekend, you said you're going to be on the pit box. Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go Saturday and Sunday. Uh, I don't know how. It's going to be kind of different, tough. Not. Not maybe not a ton of fun, but hopefully uh, it's a bit weird to be uh, you know not in the car but at the track uh, when you're a driver uh, you you don't know what to do with yourself. But I'm gonna try to support the guys and and uh, maybe learn a thing or two. I'm excited to see how Jeff does. He usually uh, runs great at Dover. Looking forward to it. So it's gonna be different, but we'll see how it goes. I'm, well, I know that you've said many times that you have to challenge yourself, you know, throughout yeah. this entire process. Yeah, that'll be some exposure for sure. I've been, I went to uh, that, let's see, I went to a one-year-old, my buddy Josh Schneider's little girl turned one-year-old, so I went to that birthday party and had tons of exposure. There were 15 little kids 
hollering and carrying on in a one in one room. Yeah, I don't even like that. It kind of exposed. Yeah, and then I went to Carson's sixteenth <laughs> uh, birthday party Sunday. So going to the race, all that stuff's good. It, it ought to be kind of calmed down once you get to the race after those two birthday all that, parties. Yeah, all that all that stuff. Those environments are good for me. I've gotten to the point. I guess we can talk a little bit about where we are as far as our going through our recovery. Uh, I went to uh, another evaluation last week. Basically, what's happened is is that they got part of my recovery is this uh, is doing exertion, you know, exercising for an hour or two. And I'd gotten to where I couldn't get the exercises to trigger anything, and so we would get new exercises until they wouldn't trigger anything, and then we'd get new exercises and go through this cycle really of working harder and harder and harder just in a gym environment. Uh, till really I can't get that to trigger anything. The only thing that triggers the the symptoms is the you know going somewhere I'm unfamiliar with, going somewhere I've never been where it's busy. A lot of people talking, a lot of a lot of movement, a lot of visual stimulation and things just, you know, a busy place. So, you know, like that's kind of if I can find a busy place, if I go with Amy to the grocery store or I go, you know, to a birthday party or something like that, that's basically just rehab. Uh, so we, yeah, that's why we went to Lord Huron. I wouldn't really have went all the way to Milwaukee to watch Lord Huron play, but we thought, man, you know, we went and picked up Tim Duggar, a friend of mine, and his girl, and went to uh, Milwaukee and spent the night. That was interesting. Being in a, you know, I was basically, it wasn't like a, it was in a field, and so I was like four people back from the stage, and nobody recognized me or anything, and we stood there for the whole concert, and there was a lot of, things going on a lot of visual stimulation and a lot of noise and people moving and talking in your peripheral and so it was good it, it was a good experience yeah so I'm going to go to the racetrack and I think get that same kind of exposure and my eyes are really really good I, um, I had some issues with them for a while that was pretty frustrating and those have really gotten better I don't have any headaches never really was dealing with headaches that much more than anything out of the ordinary um, just the balance and the visual stuff. So basically when I get into these environments, the symptoms that I have now are balanced. I feel like I, uh, you know, if I, when I'm in a busy room or uh, say, for example, at that birthday party for uh, Josh's kid, uh, there's a lot of people there I didn't really know well and uh, just a lot of chatter. So Obviously, everybody in the room knows that I've got a concussion and I'm not in a race car, and, and so they're, everybody's kind of analyzing me as it is. Get up and wander around a little bit, stumble. But They don't sound like any different from any other one-year-old birthday party ever. I guess so. <laughs> well, that's up, really stumble around, try to find a way out. I don't know. It sounds about you. right. Uh, yeah. Dale, that was a really encouraging report, though. Yeah, I, I'm. you know, it's getting better. One of the new exercises that I got, they got this foam block. It's about three or four inches tall, and it's about – 15 inches wide and I have to stand on it and close my eyes and turn my head and stuff like that and Tyler was having problems with that and I think any normal person would but that's the when they talk my doctor talks about getting me back to being a normal person and then there's work to get me to where I can be a race car driver and so we're almost back to being where I'm a normal functioning person with no issues but to become that guy that I need to be inside the car we got to really in train my senses to be really mm -hmm. you know per perfect so i'm going to be doing a lot of stuff that <clears throat> that's really hard for anybody to do to try to continue to improve the balance and and uh, my response time and how quick i'm you know reacting to things and so forth so 
still working on it and uh i enjoy the work i don't really uh there for a while it was kind of repetitive doing lunges and stuff every day but it's it's um i play a lot of basketball now which is a lot of fun so i'll be good next year in the dmbl do you want to predict what your draft status will be i believe i i'm, I'm going to request to be drafted actually You're i'm going to request to be no, drafted I'm is that how it works? i was going <laughs> to finish my sentence i was going to request to be drafted in the 5th or 6th round of 7 like I should be, but I might be captain. Oh. I've never been captain. You have been captain. The first season. That was like forever ago. Feels like you've been captain. Co- I know what it's sort of like. You end up kind of taking over as the captain. Isn't that what it is? I'm just, people let me. I don't come in with all these suggestions and stuff. I'm not, hey, hey, this is what we got to do. You Are you playing defense? You're guarding that guy. I'm not doing that stuff. You know, the players on my team will be like, what, what should we do? <laughs> they, so they looked at old Arnold, yeah. Arnold Palmer, the Arnold Palmer of the DBL here. <laughs> oh, here we go. He, he'll, uh, he'll I'm never going to hear the end of that. He'll tell you where to position yourself. I'm never going to hear the end of that. Golly, unbelievable! All right, so fifth or sixth uh, round, we can we can count on that. I want right. I want to be captain again. Okay. I think I'm ma- I'm thinking about making all the crappy players captain. Okay, are you going to pick me? No, you're better than me. You're, I'm crappy Not guys a ca- on your team. Oh, has got to pick a team. I thought you meant as captain. Yeah. Well, no, no. Well, I miss I'm. All right, yeah. No. You scored 20 points, what, 20 point average? You know, on a bad night, Who's maybe. Who's playing in this league <laughs> if he's scoring that many points? He's a good player. I'll have to see that. Well, listen, man, I, I know this would test anybody's patience, and you've been remarkably patient through this, and especially having to deal with it so publicly. And I, I really, I think, I think all of us uh, listening to you, especially on this download, the last couple of months have learned that no matter what we're going through, if it's what you're dealing with or if you – recently had a death in the family or, or anything, talk through it instead of bottling up all your feelings. And you've done that. And uh, I really admire you for that. And I know that everyone listening does. We're all pulling hard for you. And certainly it's an encouraging report you gave us today. So yep. keep right. it going. we Will do. All right. Mike Davis, I love you, my man. I love you. I hope too, you have brother. a great week. Is, do you great end friends. every podcast with this? Yeah, I love yeah. you, Mike. It's hard to say goodbye. <laughs> for first name Davis, that's for Mike Davis, <laughs> for for uh, Captain Earnhardt, I'm Taylor. You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Hey everyone, this is Ron LaMasters, host of Historically Speaking. Tune in every Friday as Steve Richards and I take a look through history at numbers, trends, topics, and lists from the world of junior motorsports and NASCAR. That's every Friday right here on Dirty Mo Radio.